Hi, my name is Sam. This is episode two of Becoming a DM for Dungeons & Dragons. This episode covers the first session of the D&D 5e starter set, uh, The Lost Mine of Fandelver. Um, this episode is actually a little bit just more uh, general. It's not quite specific to the starter set, um, but the things I'm talking about are kind of in context to it because uh, these were like my notes from the first couple sessions. Um, so first up is a quick overview of, um, the gear I recommend you have. Um, I think you can get away with, uh, pretty much just having the starter set, but it's not going to be ideal. Um, you're going to want to have some other stuff and I think it's worth investing up front. Um, if you, if you know that you and your players are all really interested in playing D and D, there's no real reason not to like, just spend like the you know, a hundred bucks or a couple hundred bucks or something and just get a really nice setup. Um, cause you're going to use it for the next, I mean, if you do like just the starter set, you're going to be playing for like months. Um, and you most likely you'll keep playing after that cause you're going to have a blast and, and, uh, want to keep doing a different adventures and stuff. Um, so in terms of just, uh, some recommended starting gear, uh, the D and D five E starter set, um, player's handbook, uh, the more the merrier, um, I would, that's one of the things where you should reach out to your players and be like, if you can, if you're willing to put down the money, please buy a player's handbook because it's going to make every session better, um, everyone's life easier. I'd also buy uh, sets of dice for everyone, including yourself. Um, it wouldn't be the greatest to have to like share dice. It's not the worst thing in the world, um, but it's nice that uh, your, your players wouldn't have to invest in that. Um, I try to avoid... Uh, or I tried to avoid it, like at the beginning, having forcing my players who had never played D and D before to have to invest in a bunch of stuff. I think the player's handbook is one thing where it's like that's worth picking up, um, but having that having them you know be forced to like buy dice and some minis and stuff like that, um, I, I would buy that myself and provide it for them at least initially, um, just because I don't want that to be a barrier to entry. Um, I'd also pick up a DM screen. Uh, although you can easily improvise that with something else, um, some cardboard or a folder or whatever, I would pick up a battle mat because um, they're they're going to make everything a lot cooler. You'll get some wet erase markers. You can draw all over it. It races right off. It's going to last for a long time. It's definitely worth picking up. Uh, buy a, a big pack of um, like mechanical pencils. Um, print off uh, blank character sheets. You can I think it's like. DungeonsDragons.com. They got a whole bunch of character sheets. They got like a zip file. It's got all of the um, blank sheets in there. You can just print. Um, so definitely have those because I think the starter set only comes with the um, maybe there was a set of blank ones. I can't remember, but it might only have uh, the pre-filled stuff. Uh, so so printing off a whole just you know print off 10, 20 copies of of all the different uh, character sheets just so you have them in the future too. Uh, minis and pawns are really good to have. I mean, minis are just fun to have. They're not necessary. Pawns are really fun to have because they represent the monsters and they got cool little imagery on them. Uh, but you don't need them. You could use coins or dice or any, basically anything else to kind of represent characters and monsters. Uh, but they, they add a lot to the, to the um, experience, I think. Um, and lastly, you just need some friends and probably some food and some drinks and you'll be good to go. 
Um, you're going to spend the first uh, session, a good portion of it, just setting up characters. It actually takes quite a while, especially if you don't have a player's handbook for everyone because someone's going to have to set up their character and then pass off their book and have that person have set up their character. Um, one thing to do to expedite it, because I had played before and I knew how long that process took, I created some cheat sheets. Um, I actually use Google Drive and a bunch of documents kind of to take notes and, and add like reminders and things like that. And so what I did for the first session was just set up like you know, page reminders, like, you know, here, you know, here's a quick reference to if you want to jump to the classes, to the races, to languages, to um, deities, to items and all that sort of stuff, just so it's super fast. People aren't like flipping through trying to find things. Um, also, you can just write down the formula. Some of them are consistent. Um, if you have like, a blank character sheet, you could have one for yourself that just has like the reminders written on it. Here's how you calculate initiative or proficiency bonus and stuff like that. And that will greatly increase the speed um, of uh, setting those characters up. You can also, one of the other things I did was I actually set uh, kind of a step-by-step -step process for it too. So I, I had everyone do... Um, certain things before other things. And I actually don't have those notes in front of me. Maybe I can share that later. Um, but it was like, everyone calculate ability scores first and then pick your um, you know, skill proficiencies or something. And, and it, when you do it all together like that, you can help speed things up a bit. Um, and then, like I mentioned, take notes uh, during your sessions. Have, uh, I mean, I have my Chromebook with me. It's a really light, little, it doesn't take up much space. I have Google Drive on it and I just take notes uh, like what characters they're making, what their names were. Um, and then for this, these next few checklist items, uh, like, like character background and, and how they, what, what they decided um, about their character in the world and all these sort of things. You'll definitely want to take notes about that because um, throughout your campaign, it's good to have that stuff as a reminder somewhere so you can build the story around it. It makes things more interesting and more personal, and I think people get more invested in the world um, if they feel like uh, the things that are unique about them uh, factor into it. Um, so once you get through that process of everyone setting up their characters, uh, a good way to, and you know, they're all ready, they're all ready to play, a good way to kick things off is to go around and just have each person introduce themselves. Um, What's their character name? What's their background? Uh, you know, what, where did they come from? Give us a little history. Tell us about your motivations. Are you good? Are you evil? All that sort of stuff. Um, just note that not everything needs to be figured out um, right out the gate. You can, they can just have, I mean, some character, some people are going to be good role players and they're going to have like all these ideas in their heads, in their head. And that's going to be great. Other people are good, like not going to be familiar with this sort of thing and they're not going to have very much or they might need help or something like that generating. Don't, you know, people can throw out ideas. It doesn't have to just be them trying to come up with something. Um, and like I said, not everything needs to be figured out. It can evolve over time. Um, in fact, over like the sessions that I've been doing, I, I let my characters evolve. I, I don't like to make it feel like they're locked in. I mean, there needs to be some level of consistency, obviously. Um, you know, some something like some past event probably needs to remain consistent because that would make a lot of sense if suddenly it did, never happened. Um, but I've asked my characters if their alignment has changed, has their motivations changed, are they have they gone from evil to good or good to evil based on the experiences that they've had in the world. I think that they're heroes. They're going into this adventure and um, um, that's not a normal thing. You know, like maybe a normal person throughout their life might not change a ton. 
um, because you know they just kind of live their life and they kind of it's consistent and stuff. But once you become a hero and you're on this adventure, all these crazy things are happening. So it would make sense if you were cha- even had radical, drastic sort of change to who you were because you were witnessing battles and and crazy things and maybe conspiracies or corruption in the government that changed your ideas about how things work. Um, so don't don't try to you know don't lock your players in or anything like like that. Just just do a high level for the first session, get an idea of like who they are and what they're doing. Um, but maybe, but don't dive necessarily into what they're you know their deities are or there's stuff like lifestyle or even their alignment. You know maybe they they don't really fully understand alignment, um, and they choose like uh, what are, uh, chaotic evil or something. But then, like in the next session or session after, they realize, oh wait, that's not really what I wanted. Just let them change it; it's not a big deal. Um, then I would ask them what kind of world they want to play in. Um, kind of, I think a cool way to think about it is to interview your players as if you're coming into this world for the first time, and they're the ones that are familiar with it. Ask them questions like. You know, what are the cities like? What, uh, how are they run? Are they, are they pretty well structured? Are they really like just barely keeping things together? Are they corrupt? What's it like to travel between cities? What's the wilderness like? Um, is magic really prevalent? Uh, like everyone's a little bit magic, or is it really rare and only like, only like a few people in the region have magic? Um, yeah, like just kind of do some interview questions like that, and and take notes about it, and and then build the world based on that. I think it's cool. I mean, as a DM, you might feel like I need to be the one that determines these things. I got to figure it out and provide that structure. But I think it's more fun if the the players can kind of help build it um, as much as possible, and then you can take your own ideas and their ideas and merge them together and make something that all of you feel invested in together. You all feel like your visions are coming to life, not just yours as the DM. Um, you can also get you know a little crazier with um, with uh, detail and nuance. Um, there's you know spells, for instance, have reagents, all the little things that are required to cast them. You could you know require that for spellcasters. There's stuff like you know eating and drinking and survival type elements. Um, you could track time really carefully. My party in particular uh, is more just, uh, you know, we get together and like our goal is to have a fun time and laugh like crazy and do really crazy things that are not super realistic necessarily. So we don't do a lot of that like nuanced stuff. Um, but maybe your party's different. Maybe you do want to do that. Try to, try to, you know, you could ask your players directly, like, do you guys want to do that stuff? Or you could just try to get a feel for it, like, do they seem really serious about this or do they want, you know, you could throw those, some of those ideas out and just see how it, they take it. And if they seem really interested, then try to work it in to some level. Um, although, you know, if, and then you can do evolve it over time. Like if they, if you work it in a little bit, but they seem like really bored by it, then take a step back and remove it. Um, it's kind of an experimental thing. Um, um, and let's see what else here. Um, I guess I kind of already mentioned this, but just use this information that you're gathering from your players um, to start generating knowledge about the world for future sessions. Um, you know, you can you can take what they're saying and then figure out like, well, okay, what would the NPCs that they're going to interact with be like? 
because that's where you as the DM really then start to come in. You need to start to figure those things out. It doesn't make sense for the players to generate NPCs, for instance. Um, you know, what do they know? What, uh, what current events are taking place? One thing that I'll mention probably in the future a little bit more is um, preparing some like just general dialogue, kind of like in a video game, like you talk to the NPC in the town and a lot of them, you know, they know the same stuff. They're, they have the same sort of dialogue because that's, it's related to some current events or some latest rumors or whatever. Um, have a little bit of that prepared so when they, because your players will totally just do random crap like that and they'll just be like, I want to talk to this guy. And you're like, oh shit. I totally didn't prepare any anything for this character. So then you could turn to your just general notes, which say, here's some general information about the world and what people, uh, just random NPCs would know. And then you can reference that and, and kind of, you know, save yourself from uh, not being prepared. Um, and then it can also help you generate, uh, you know, what the sort of s different side quests that could exist in the world. Um, if the world's really dangerous, then maybe there's a lot of side quests for just trying to go out in the wilderness a little bit to retrieve lost things or, or um, uh, you know, some, some uh, alchemy components or uh, maybe a mine. You know, they tried to build a mine and it got overrun and you got to go help uh, um, recapture it or something like that. Or maybe, you know, all... You, the options are obviously limitless, um, so but it's but it's good to ask these questions so you can help generate those those kind of quests. Um, lastly, to once you got all that sort of general information, it's time to like kick off the actual campaign. So with um, the starter set, um, one of the things that I did was like one of the first things I did was just. Why are you here? Why are you participating? How do you know this Gundren Rockseeker character? Obviously, this would work for any storyline. Just there's a beginning to this story you have in your head. I would like to ask my I like to ask my players like, what? Are, why are they there? What? What do you do? You know each other? Um, you can even roll like you can make up fun little roles like um, uh, everyone roll a d20 or maybe a d8 or something like that. Maybe do it a little bit lower and just see if anyone gets um, duplicate numbers. Maybe those people know each other and the rest don't or something like that. Um, and uh, and that'll help you kind of kick off the storyline. Um, but then after that point, you're really just like if you have the starter set, um, you can literally just at that point jump right into it and... Um, um, and then start to customize it based on this this unique information you gathered from your party. Um, and then I guess I guess my last little recommendation is uh, get a vibe of your party during this first session. Just what are what are their attitudes like? Do they want to be like really silly and make jokes and do funny things, or are they really serious and they wanna? They want this world to feel really realistic and really dangerous. Um, try to pick up on that vibe and then also factor that into your future sessions. Um, obviously, if you have a really fun, jokey party and you try to you plan your second session to be really serious and intense, they might not have as much fun that time. Um, so try to pick up, pick up on that vibe and roll with it as much as possible. Um, they're the, you know, from my perspective, they're the they're stars of the story. They're the heroes um, at the table, not you. You're just like this medium that's providing um, story and timing and all that sort of stuff for their adventure or their comedy. Um, so try to, try to you know, um, 
try to you know be there for that um, rather than trying to be really controlling. Um, I think that seems to work a lot better. Um, yeah, so that's I mean that's like I said that's just kind of a general uh, you know session one sort of kickoff. Um, in the next episode, I'll talk a, more about the actual five E starter set, the first session that I you know, first and second session that I did. Um, and how I started to customize the storyline to make it my own rather than just following uh, what was in the book. Uh, thanks for listening, and stay tuned for future episodes. Thanks. See you.